Welcome to the Property Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. Thanks again for joining me on the Property Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. This podcast is all about the first principles of real estate. And as such, the ideas and concepts can be applied anywhere around the world. Um, Just before we go any further, I want to thank everybody. We've just had our record week of downloads, uh, just over 1,600 downloads uh, in the last 30 days and in the last seven days, a smidge more than 500. I really want to thank uh, everybody for your support. Uh, Thanks for enjoying the podcast. Of course, if you do like what you listen to on the podcast, please consider that you found a home here with us. Subscribe away and ensure that you're receiving notifications of all new releases as they become available. Now, being about the first principles of real estate, in some cases, this podcast is really supportive of real estate agents because it's sharing with them ideas that can help them better service their clients and also um, greater opportunities to secure business. Uh, Some of those ideas are certainly ones that can be applied to most small businesses. And my advice to any small business is if you don't already have a newsletter, is to start crafting one. It doesn't have to be weekly, it can be fortnightly or monthly, but it can serve as uh, one of the pillars to your marketing. And not only that, but it helps you iterate your thoughts, think about your business, and ultimately share with your community your, your consumers, uh, those people that you hope to do business with, your thoughts on the trending topics of the day. So it's in that vein that I share my podcast every week um, with my people, and it gives them a bit of an insight as to uh, who, I, who I am, uh, how I think. And, um, and I think that that's, um, that's huge in an era where people will social proof you before they'll actually meet you. And so today I'm talking about the five ways to pick a time waster. Now, there is a little bit of a backstory in this, which is covered uh, further in the newsletter, so stay tuned for that little story. But ultimately, um, it doesn't matter um, you know, if you've ever tried to sell something on Gumtree, Facebook, eBay, um, or even in the papers, you would have come across this phenomenon, I am sure. The phenomenon of the time waster. And, and how is it that most people just seem to be. So the time waster is a shapeshifter that can take on any ethnicity, race or creed and hue. And you may have even been one yourself. I know I certainly have. So when we are selling an item, a car or a house, we only need one buyer for that. But, you know, sometimes you have to kiss a lot of toes before you meet a prince. As someone who receives sometimes hundreds of inquiries a week, I've had to learn how to quickly qualify a prospective purchaser. My strategy is to ask a few questions to let them reveal all I need to know about their personality type and their behavior. Remember, most humans are pretty much hardwired the same way. It's how we're able to share the road network together, uh, for instance, and why all your cutlery is in the top drawer in your kitchen, your utensils are in the second drawer down, and a bunch of miscellaneous shit is in the third drawer. And God knows uh, what's, uh, uh, what's we're going to find in that fourth drawer down. <laughs> so now the reason um, I share this is because this will help you if ever you sell anything ever again in your life, which is more than likely. Two. 
because I broke my own golden rules recently, which resulted predictably in a contract failure. So what are my golden rules that I apply to see whether someone is likely to be a time waster? Now, before I go too much further, understand I'm generalizing here. Understand that these are rules of thumb and I completely accept that there are always exceptions to the rules. But I would say if someone is moving the needle on the time waster scales on all five of the following then you are probably dealing with the time waster. Further, I will say that we have all been time wasters at some point. So if you can identify some of these elements in your own behavior in the past and be conscious uh, of exhibiting them in the future, then that'll obviously serve you very well. So here are my top five, and I'll just amend this top six now, ways to identify a time waster. One, The star that shines the brightest burns out the fastest. If someone is really overt in their enthusiasm, this is a signal that they are a time waster. Most serious buyers for anything are much more low-key, especially those that have been looking for some time. They understand the process and that they are not missing out by not being too over-the-top in their exuberance. Also, someone seeking to negotiate normally wants to establish some points of negotiation. Without them, there's no reason not to pay the full asking price right there and then. So when someone is falling in love with something openly right in front of you, that should signal to you that you may well be dealing with a time waster. Two, after 7 p.m. Monday to Friday or after 4 p.m. on Saturday or Sunday. As a rule, I don't start appointments after these times. 7 p.m. during the week, 4 p.m. on the weekend. That is not to say that I don't often work until late at night, but generally speaking, I won't start appointments any later. I usually respond to inquiries after hours, prepare marketing materials after hours, write this newsletter outside of normal business hours, and even hold appointments. But my experience is that those that demand a time that is later than 7 p.m. to begin an appointment around something as serious as a home sale is probably a time waster. Those that make unreasonable requests of others' time will normally make other unreasonable requests and often prove to be less than easy to deal with in the long term. Three, need to see it now. I'm here now. Can you show me now? Uh, this, this, This is almost an extension of my previous point. Someone who is disorganized is more than likely to have the assumption that others work haphazardly and entirely spontaneously. These types rarely have empathy for the other parties to the transaction because they are disorganized. They rarely have their finances and the like in order, and although likely to act very quickly and offer, are just as likely to change their minds and call off. Four. I'm a cash buyer. Many say this to improve their positioning in the negotiation or to make themselves appear to be the strongest buyer. Many then change their offer and add the finance clause afterwards or misunderstood exactly what a pre-approval to their finance meant and, and that that was not, in fact, an unconditional approval for finance. Some are actually cash buyers, and when they telegraph that, they're normally asking for a discount for cash. The reality is that on settlement date with properties, for instance, it doesn't really matter whether a bank deposits the check for for the buyer or the money comes directly from the purchaser's bank account. 
the value associated with being a cash buyer has somewhat diminished over recent times as the market has become increasingly competitive as the pool of stock has evaporated. Anyone boasting that they have the cash is probably a time waster as they are actually telling you that they are a low baller. Uh, for some of those buyers, that strategy even works sometimes, and so that even encourages the behavior even more so. But let me just say to you, if you're telling me overtly that you're a cash buyer, you're making it super obvious and a big point of it, I'm probably tuning out from you just a, a little bit. Number five, I'm not a time kicker. I'm not a time waster. I'll be making an offer. Anyone who says these things before they've even seen a property or as they're inspecting it are likely to be a time waster, especially if they say it a few times. People that have to tell you what they are not are usually exactly that. Uh, It's like a Freudian slip or a subconscious internal mantra of deception coming out in conversation. People are their actions, not their words. Words do matter, of course, but if you're not a tie kicker, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think that I would think that you are if, you, if you're not one. So why would you tell me that you're not a time waster unless you think that I'm thinking that you're a time waster in the first place? It's a bit weird. So why else would you bother reassuring me of this? Anyway, if you're saying you're not a tie, you're not a tie kicker, you're probably a tie kicker. Six, I will make an offer without even seeing it. Now this is... A Q jumper. So this is Q jumping behavior 101. Read it as nothing more than that. No one is doing that unless they are buying, or, or unless well, what it is that they're actually buying is a real bargain. So if someone says this to you, maybe reassess the value of what it is that you're selling. Like if it's, say, um, you know, a, a playing cards or a uh, sports cards are very popular at the moment for people to trade. And you're selling that and you're selling for $100 and somebody says, I'll buy it sight unseen. I don't care about the condition. I'll just, I'll just need to buy that and I'll buy it from you now. Maybe just double check and make sure that you're not underselling yourself. Um, so because anybody that does that, uh, what they're doing is that they're jumping the queue. They're looking for first rights of refusal rather than a fair opportunity to purchase. So why am I sharing all this with you? Well, recently, as I mentioned at the top of the uh, newsletter here, uh, a buyer, well, uh, I fell victim to breaking my own rules. So a buyer called me at 7.30pm on a Thursday night, wanting to view a property that I have on the market, claiming to be out the front and wanting to look now. They, I wasn't in a position to show them right there and then. And my experiences do tell me, as I've just outlined to you, that somebody is saying that is probably wasting uh, my time. They're either the star that burns burns out the brightest, uh, sorry, burns the brightest and burns out the fastest, or um, they're they're kind of trying to jump the queue. So um, they wanted to view uh, the property um, and then suggested that they would make an offer before even viewing it. So alarm bells are ringing for me at this stage and they made a good offer and then increased it to a great offer and the vendors duly accepted that offer. Of course, they came through and viewed the property and when they did, they attempted to renegotiate the price that they'd already provided us. Um, Now, when that didn't work, um, two days later, they just called up and called off and um, said, you know, they'd had a change of circumstance. Uh, And third party referenced their way through the conversation. Yeah, my wife said that we've spoken to the bank and they said that we're better not buying that and buying something else. And we, so their third party referenced uh, their way out of the whole situation. So culminating um, in 
just a, an overall experience that I wrapped up as being the time waster experience. So, and I was even all the more, um, I guess, upset at myself because I, I broke a few of my own golden rules here. And, and partly because I know how anxious the vendor is to sell and how much urgency they have to make that happen. And that triggered me into, uh, I guess, behavior that I wouldn't ordinarily enter into. And But the lesson was learned. It didn't benefit any of us. It wasted all of our time. It got my vendor's hopes up high and, uh, and left us in a set of circumstances where uh, my vendors were ultimately very disappointed um, and uh, back on the market and trying to make the absolute most of it whilst I pick up the pieces and uh, hope to find another buyer for them. So um, anyway, there's some insights. If you read, if you get into the tells from anybody that you're dealing with, whenever you're selling anything of any of those uh, issues, those six points above, well, maybe the alarm bells will sound for you and you'll enter into that situation with a little bit more trepidation, uh, but ultimately well-armed and equipped, knowing exactly what to do next. I'm Dave from Real. We'll look forward to bringing you more next time. The Property Pulse podcast is designed for anybody who's dealing in real estate, whether you're buying or selling, expanding upon your portfolio, or perhaps you're a real estate agent and you're just looking for helpful hints and tips that'll accelerate your success in real estate. Well, I hope you found a home on the podcast. And if you have, please subscribe to stay tuned to all new episodes as they become available. 